Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Wow, our last show of the 2018 season. Hey, what a journey it's been, guys. Right? Yeah, what a journey. It's been a journey. Should we, should we take a stroll down memory lane? Yeah, what were your favorite moments of, uh, of this year's uh, shows? I mean, all the Le'Veon Bell speculation was lots and lots of fun. Um, the breaking news that we had both during the podcast and when we decided to rush into an emergency podcast, those were all amazing. Yeah, my favorite was Dave's Ultimate Warrior impression. Yeah, that was, that was the a good best. time. I wish I had a clip of that. I should have a clip of that. Maybe I will at some point. Uh, let's talk about the NFC home games, but also take a look ahead to 2019 with one sleeper. One sleeper, one breakout, and one bust. It's a musical reference. I had to sing because I'm not going to be on the show for a month. So That was singing? Sort of. <laughs> uh, but before we get into all the injuries and all this, all this football stuff, here's a fun fact for you. Did you know? That the gap between the number one quarterback and number two quarterback this year, Mahomes and Roethlisberger, is the biggest gap since 2007. Tom Brady and Tony Romo were number one and number two in 2007. Biggest gap between one and two since 2007. Isn't that a wild stat? I didn't even know Roethlisberger was the number two quarterback. Yeah. He's three points ahead of Matt Ryan. Jumped ahead of him last week. Yeah, the huge game. So there you go. Put well, that you know in when pipe. you when you throw for fifty touchdowns, you're bound to be head and shoulders above the rest of the class. Yeah. Now uh, the question now the question will turn to: Can Patrick Mahomes do it again? And no, he can't. How not, do you know? Not fifty touchdowns. How do you know? There's no way. What do you mean? There's no way. There's no way he's throwing 50 touchdowns next year. He's 48 right now, by the way. So he hasn't. We thought it was crazy that Alvin Kamara could come close to the numbers that he had last year. Has he come close to the numbers that he had last year? Well, he's averaging 4.6 yards per carry. That's way down. Didn't he average like six yards per carry last year? Yeah, he averaged six yards per carry and 10 yards per catch. Those numbers went down to almost exactly what we said they would be. Yeah. 8.8 yards per catch and 4.6 yards per carry. But boy, did he score a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. But Mahomes is not throwing 50. Uh, who's resting uh, next year? Who's resting this week? And can we start any Saints, Cowboys, or Panthers? Well, that's where most of the resting is going to take place with yeah. those three teams, as far as we know right now. It, well, can, can you start any, no, anybody you on those? No, you shouldn't trust any key Saints guys or Cowboys guys that have gotten you this far. And the only Panther that you'd probably say got you this far is Christian McCaffrey. And Ron Rivera has intimated that he would not play. So do you have him ranked? I've got him ranked still. I'm waiting for an official word. Yeah, we don't have him projected, though, as a site. He has a 0.0 projection. Um, Maybe that's just a really bold projection. Cowboys <laughs> are talking a big game. They are. They're... They did the same thing in Week 17 of the 2016 season. It's that's an interesting one. It, they're not going. They, they're not going to play them for much for very long. They're starters, right? Is that I what doubt they at? would do it with Zeke. 
I mean, that, what they did with them in Week 17 that year was they made him active, but they didn't play him. What did they do with Prescott? He played like a series or something? Yeah, he, he played threw, a series. And then, no, I think he played two series. He, play, he threw eight passes. And then Tony Romo came in, threw a touchdown. You know who caught the touchdown? Dez Bryant. No. Mm, uh, yes. Witt? Oh, was nope. it Witten? No, it was, uh, it was Miles Austin. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. Terrence Williams. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Terrence Williams caught Tony Romo's <laughs> final touchdown pass. Um, and then they gave way to Mark Sanchez. So you just have to assume that those guys are going to play. The Saints are interesting because they have three guys that are within a few different things I think that matter to them. Very minor, uh, but I think they matter to them. Drew Brees is eight yards away from continuing his consecutive streak of 4,000 yards. Yeah. Obviously, that could be one pass and he's done. Um, Michael Thomas is 23 yards from tying, 24 from passing Joe Horn for the single season record for Saints. Yeah. Uh, receiving yards at 1,399. And the more interesting one for fantasy purposes is Alvin Kamara, who's tied with Dalton Hilliard for the single season touchdown record in Saints history. So he's at 18, tied with Dalton Hilliard. Now, clearly, if he scores and let's say gets you 40 yards, that's startable. Yeah. Well, if he just comes in for a touchdown, just because they want to give it to him, right? It's a little bit tough to trust. Well, like this he also is, may not play him. This is uh, what I think they should do: first play of the game, offensive play of the game, throw a twenty-five yard pass to Michael Thomas. Bam, Breeze, Thomas, Breeze, and Thomas. It, no, we're not done yet. Hook okay. and lateral to Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. who then runs it in for the touchdown. One play, and that's it. Everybody sits. Well, depending on where they start from, let's say that it's a touchback, that could be a very long Alvin Kamara touchdown. It could be, yeah. Yeah, I'm th- yeah, it would be about 50 yards in this scenario. Yeah. Okay, I'm excited. I am excited about so, that. So I, I think if Kamara is active, you might consider playing him. But not Thomas or Breeze? I no. don't think you're going to get very much out of those guys, but I do think that if Kamara's in there, they're in. he's in there so they can get him in the end zone. Hmm. Okay. All right, guys, news and notes. Kyle Allen's going to start at quarterback for Carolina. Marcus Mariota's making good progress. They got the Sunday night game against the Colts. And this one is also part of the who is resting, I guess. Jameis Winston may not finish this week's game. They're talking about getting their back up in there. What do we think about the Bucks right now? I can't imagine that Griffin's playing a lot. A quarter? At most. But that, doesn't it- that destroy Jameis Winston's value? It destroys any upside that he has. If if it happens. Right. Where's he ranked? Well, they haven't said no. No, he like, was just asked a question. Come out and said, oh, would no, it's would Ryan Griffin play? And he sort of said, maybe. I would be surprised if Griffin doesn't play at some point. I would be nervous that he would get a half. Jamie has Winston 13th, Dave 14th. Heath has Winston 9th. So are you just monitoring that situation? or, or yes. uh, Yeah. We'll hear what Dirk Cutter has to say on Friday. Maybe we'll be able to glean something from that. All right. Running back news. The Chiefs signed Damian Williams to a two-year contract extension. Does that give you an indication that he will be the feature guy this week against Oakland? No. It just means he's got a roster spot next year. I think it's a better indication that he'd be the feature guy this week, though, over Spencer Ware. Right. I mean, we knew that already, didn't we? No. Did you really think Spencer Ware was going to come back and send Damian Williams to the bench? No, but feature guy and sending somebody to the bench are two different questions. Right. 
Uh, Todd Gurley missed practice, and you guys are thinking it's C.J. Anderson, right? Yes. Leonard Fournette will be questionable at Houston. Reaction? Uh, they should just send him at this point. That's too much. David's too much. It was too wet. It was too too graphic. It was too much. Uh, Tevin Coleman missed practice. Reaction? He did. He was listed as a did not practice for Thursday? I thought so. I'm looking it up right now. I hope so. Come on, Internet. Go faster. I want to be wrong about this. Tevin Coleman, did you practice? Uh, according to our website, he remains sidelined Thursday. Coleman was a non-participant at Thursday's practice. Vaughn McClure of ESPN.com reports. Falcons' website is not updated. I'm going to have to get in touch with their website master. Oh, we know him. We do. <laughs> yeah. That's a true story. All right, it's Tevin Coleman didn't practice. We're going to preview that game. All right, we'll get to it. Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Almost, it's like uh, the NFC home games. Tennessee Atlanta is going to be a, or excuse me, Tampa Bay Atlanta is going to be a big chunk of who we talk about because like Giants Cowboys Saints uh, Saints Panthers almost crossed them off the list. Uh, let's see, wide receiver news. Odell Beckham Jr. may play. We shall see. Allen Robinson missed practice. If Beckham plays, that means start Beckham, sit Shepard and Ingram. Beckham's not playing. I'd be stunned if he played. Okay, Allen Robinson mispractice at Minnesota. <clears throat> Julio Jones mispractice and Kenny Galladay mispractice and Devontae Adams is dealing with a knee injury and Antonio Brown has a sore knee. Between Hold on, I've got Galladay limited in practice. That's not what I said? No, you said he missed practice. I mean, I wrote that he was limited and I read that he missed it. Yes, he was limited. Okay. Um, between Julio Galladay, Devontae Adams, and Antonio Brown, are any of them in danger of missing this week's game? Julio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and Deshaun Jackson mispractice, and he's probably He's done as a buck. Yeah. He wants He'll be out. He should go back to Philly. Eric Ebron was limited in practice, so that is a good sign for Eric Ebron. On the offensive line, Seattle uh, could be without their two starting guards. Both of them have initial names, DJ Fluker and J.R. Sweezy, which is, uh, I think, very intriguing. Uh, if Fluker and Sweezy are out, does that dampen your enthusiasm for Christopher Carson? It would take him from a 10 to a 9.5. We've seen this team run very well, even without their starting guard. Without it's who they're running against, too. Yeah, it's Arizona. Like I wouldn't worry so much about it. C.D. Carson should be just fine. Xavier Rhodes did not practice. They they seem optimistic about him playing. Xavier Rhodes. Right. Yeah, I mean it's a must must win game for them. Okay. And it's not like he needs the practice. Kinda knows what he's doing. Plus they may not have Allen Robinson, so it's not like he has to worry about Anthony Shutting Miller somebody and down. Taylor Gabriel to that extent. I, Watch I wanna, out, Josh Bellamy. Yeah. I wanna I wanna promote something fun. Will Brinson, you know him. From the Pick 6 podcast. He's been on our show several times. Uh, there's a game that's being played on the Pick 6 podcast. Go to cbssports.com slash pick 6. cbssports.com slash pick 6. That is uh, the spelled out 6. S-I-X. It's a playoff pick em game. You can compete versus Will and the gang. And you can set up your own pool if you'd like to do that. Uh, it locks before each game of the playoffs. And, uh, yes, yeah, sign up right now. So, cbsports.com slash P-I-C-K-S-I-X. cbsports.com slash pick six to get into this pick'em contest. Uh, it should be pretty fun. And also, we have a lot of other podcasts. Go to cbsports.com slash podcast to enjoy them. We're going to have two episodes per week during the off season. 
and that'll be great. And FanDuel.com slash FFT. If you're eliminated and you're still listening right now, you're awesome. And you want to play some more fantasy football, go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. Sign up. It's 5 bucks to get in if you're a new user and you go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. You get a $5 bonus when you make your first deposit. And Are we doing that through the playoffs too? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I can ask them. Get jump back on that, uh, and then we have our radio show tomorrow. Uh, yeah, tomorrow night, Saturday night, Ion Fantasy Football, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern. Please call us up and help us out. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. I think we'll do a a mock draft on the air. I remember we did that last year in week 17, and somebody took Jared Goff with like the eighth pick. Uh, Smart. Yeah, probably not a good pick. <laughs> um, so that's our radio we'll show. We'll go over our uh, our 2019 preview stuff. Yeah, for all the sure. positions and then top twelve overall. We're also doing that on uh, on uh, fantasy football today on CBS Sports HQ today. If you're listening to us in the morning, twelve o'clock Eastern. And let's do a little 2019 talk right now. Let's get a sleeper, a breakout, and a bust. Dave, give me a sleeper in 2019. I have the intention of drafting Josh Allen with a late pick in every draft. I think he's got the type of crazy upside that can make him a not quite as good as Patrick Mahomes in 2018, but you know, someone that you take late and you wait a couple of weeks and then you put on your, in your lineup, you know that he's going to be a good rusher. I assume that Buffalo is going to add talent around him at O-line and receiver. And Josh Allen will be a quarterback that can help make a difference for your fantasy team. It's funny. Cause he was one of my breakout candidates. Yeah. Dave he's was, almost ascended the sleeper category. Dave was like, is he a sleeper or a breakout? I was like, I think he's yeah, a it's, it's, it, with quarterbacks like that. It kind of blurs the line. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're going with uh, with Josh Allen. You know how I feel about Lamar Jackson. I'll be reaching for Lamar Jackson. Um, Jamie, do you have a sleeper? Yeah, I'm going to take Jalen Samuels uh, in every league. I know everybody's going to be excited about James Conner, and they should be. But I wonder if he's going to be the type of player that can sustain health for 16 games. Um, not that Le'Veon Bell was the picture of health because he had those knee problems, but it was like weird with him. Remember, he only had the one time during the regular season where he got hurt. It was always kind of the playoffs where Le'Veon has problems. Yeah. But I'm just going to uh, sit on Jalen Samuels for a good portion of the season and just see how this all plays out. But, I, I mean, I'm still drafting Connor as a first-round pick, but Jalen Samuels is going to be a late-round pick for me in every draft. All right. My guy is going to probably need a little bit of luck, but my sleeper is Rashad Penny. I just think he's really good. He's the kind of guy, when you watch him, you're like, damn, this guy's got some moves. They took him in the first round. I know Chris Carson's had a really good year. But uh, I, I like Penny. He's good. He's my <laughs> sleeper. Breakouts. Jamie, you got a breakout? Is it Josh Allen? Yeah. Uh, I was going back and forth between two to talk about, but I'll, I'll stick with one I said earlier this week. Uh, Chris Herndon. I think he's going to be the next sophomore tight end that takes off. Um, you've seen you know him have some good moments and, in some cases, great moments. Uh, I'm curious to see what the Jets are going to do as a coach, with their coach, and with the rest of this receiving core. But I like what I've seen, and I do think that he has the potential to take that next step at the tight end spot. He will be a top 12 tight end for me next year. He will be somebody I target with a late-round pick, depending on how the position goes. But uh, if I miss on one of the tight ends that I think are going to be great, uh, I will take him and just hope that what I saw this season continues into 2019. I was actually having this discussion about him yesterday with some Jets fans. Uh, I not I haven't been a big Herndon believer. I'm sort of surprised at what he's been able to do, and because of what you saw from college. Yeah, because he yes. just, he's just not like, like I, I've said. This is what I was saying yesterday. I think I've said it on the podcast. He and David Njoku were teammates, 
and you can't even compare the two. I, I mean, Njoku was just a much, much better talent. Herndon was kind of like this do-everything, arguably most valuable player on the team, good blocker, was on the field all the time, could make some plays, but Njoku was the freak, jump out of the gym, special player. Herndon was never that. I never really thought he was going to be much of an offensive weapon. So I'm surprised at, at the production he's had. Um, I don't I don't really buy upside with him. That's, that's what I would say. He's He's safe, but I don't really buy upside with him. I also think there's a slight chance that the Jets could try and upgrade at tight end. Like they might be happy with what they got out of him this year, but they could always try. They're going to upgrade a lot of positions this offseason. I believe yeah, that'd be a waste to try and upgrade. They're they're lead they they lead the way in terms of cap space. Right. Either them or the Colts are one in that regard. So they got a lot of work to do. I don't know if Herndon is the the absolute answer at tight end for them. I don't I mean, disagree. That's just be a waste to try and upgrade that spot. Though. I don't disagree though that he, he. I mean, he's clearly done enough to be a top twelve guy. I mean, you know, it's not it's not a high bar. And sure, uh, maybe and I'm if wrong he ends about up, him. If he ends up being their lead tight end, then of course he'll be a top twelve guy. Yeah, be... it's fine to rank him that way right now. Absolutely. But if things change, obviously you're going to have to pull back. Who's your breakout, Dave? I like Anthony Miller in Chicago, and I like a lot of the second year receivers. I think if Christian Kirk moves into the slot as expected in Arizona, he could be huge for PPR. DJ Moore is going to be good in his second season. There's a bunch more, but Miller has seven touchdowns this year on limited targets, limited catches. I think he ascends to the number one spot in Chicago next year. Yeah, I, I like the uh, rookie receivers that will be year two receivers next year. I'm, I'm hopeful that they are bringing in you know a new wave of great receivers, uh, or at least very good. I'm going with Dante Pettis. Sprained MCL, avoided the big injury, injury and uh, I'm going to, yeah, Dante Pettis. I think I'm all about the NFC West today. Little Rashad Penny, little Dante Pettis. Uh, busts, guys. Who's the bust? Jamie. Le'Veon Bell. Oh, yeah. What if he goes to the Colts? Uh, I'll change my opinion there, but I, you know, I see, you know, I see Dave's first round picks. I see Heath's first round picks. I saw another couple analysts listening to first round picks. There's no way I'm taking him in the first round. You could have him. Even if he goes to Indy? He's not going to Indy, but if he goes to Indy, I'll change my opinion. So you're, you've are you got him penciled in for the Jets, I assume. Jets or Raiders. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty intrigued by him because a year off can do a lot of good for a, for a running back. I agree. I think that just that chance and, and the... I'm working under the assumption that he's going to be used in a very similar way to how he was in Pittsburgh. I don't think he's going to sign with a team that's going to use him in the similar way they use his Pittsburgh. That's why point. he didn't want to play this year. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so you think he's a second round pick? I'm not touching. Third round be the earliest for me. Wow. Uh, Dave, got a bust? Yeah, Leonard Fournette. I'm not even certain he's going to be a Jaguar next year. And if he is, I'm not certain he'll be an every down back next year. Too many injuries, not effective enough as a runner. I, I, that's another player. Jamie feels this way about Le'Veon. I feel that way about Fournette. I don't know. I don't have a bust. You guys help me out. Mahomes, maybe. He'll be overdrafted. Uh, yeah, probably so. Where would you take him, Adam? Uh, I late third round, something like that. Yeah, he'll go in the first round. Yeah, I don't. I don't like taking him as a top twenty guy. But after that, if you don't like what's left at all the other positions, and you're going to pick again early in round three, 
I don't think I have a problem with it. Where do you think Stefan Diggs is going to go next year? You know, because I'd have to take Stefan Diggs before I took Patrick Mahomes. Diggs will go the same place he went this year. Yeah, early third, mid, mid. Uh, right, okay. So it, it'd be even. I would probably take Doug Baldwin before I took Patrick Mahomes. He'll be a sort of a sleeper for me in a in a way. I mean, he's not really. He's a veteran, but uh, yeah. So I think late third round. We're talking maybe after pick thirty for sure. Yeah, he's going to probably go... I mean, our average draft position is probably going to have him in like 10. All right, let's get back to... I bet uh, it's higher. I bet people go nuts for Mahomes I don't. Year. I think the running backs are so loaded that I don't know that he Yeah, we, we saw round. it this year where people, I think, kind of adjusted to where quarterbacks were. Yeah, but this is a guy that's going to have a monster year. And they're going to view 10. Patrick Mahomes as a league winner. I'm sure when you go through the percentages of players who are on winning championship teams, he's going to be up there. People are going to look at Mahomes and they're going to say, I'm going to win my league with this guy. And they might. I just don't know. I, 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 I do know that he's not going to be worth taking in the first round ahead of a lot of the stud receivers and a couple of the other running backs. Yeah. All right, let's get back to week 17. Let's go to the start meter Some of the games we'll be previewing later in the show. How about Adrian Peterson against the Eagles? 0-10 to 10 on the start meter I'm going to give him a 6.5. Uh, 3. Alshon Jeffrey, same game. Seven. Seven. Sterling Shepard against the Cowboys. Six. Seven in PPR. Nick Foles against Washington at Washington. That's an eight. Ten. Brandon Cooks. I'd love to talk about him because he's been so terrible. (laughs) Yeah. But this is such a good matchup. Like, it's so hard to say he's going to be a total dud. I'm going to give him a six on the starter meter. Six is fair. All right, for Brandon Cooks. Yeah, man, let's stop throwing the ball to Gerald Everett and start throwing it more to uh, Brandon Cooks. Just a suggestion. Has he been a good player or a bust? Three touchdowns. I think he's been... I don't think he's been a bust. I think he's got, he went late enough to justify it. I don't think he went late. I don't think, I don't think so. I late think enough. He he's wasn't... a bust based on ADP. So, uh, all right, well, let me he has where he's he is. He's scoreless in six straight games. He has no end zone targets in six straight games. He has six deep targets since his bye in week 12, and three of them were complete for 26 yards or fewer. He has eight games with at least 13 PPR points. I wouldn't call him a bust, but he hasn't been as good as maybe so expected. He is number 17 in non-PPR and number 16 in PPR. Because I, I called him a bust before the season, and I got a lot of flack for that, and I understand why. But he's been... Wildly inconsistent and very disappointing late. Well, I think the real story is he pro- he probably cost some people championships or playoff games because when it's counted the most, he's been bad. Yeah, from week 12 on, since their bye week, he's been terrible. Uh, Goff hasn't been that good, to be fair, right. in that stretch. But Robert Woods has been good. Robert Woods has been, yeah, he has been good. Um, yeah, so a top 17 receiver. He was probably drafted pretty similarly to that, right? I'll tell you while you continue to talk. Okay. Um, you know what? While I continue to talk, we have a segment that uh, I'd like everybody to get involved with. It is the Fantasy Regulators. Yeah, we're having fun. It's Friday. It's week 17. We'll get to the games in a minute. Um, but here's one from Zach. This year, we decided to bump our buy-in from $50 to $100. My best friend is the commish and straight up says he doesn't have the money and doesn't have, have a plan to pay out. I finished first, and he owes me $600. How do I handle the situation as to not piss off my best friend but still get my money? Uh, 
I know. I know. Listen, you can't let money ruin a friendship, first of all. You can't. Unless your friend's a total deadbeat who doesn't pay his debts. I know, but. That's not cool. That's a bad quality to have as a human being. Now, when I read my best friend doesn't have the money, the first thing I thought was like, oh, he, he's like in a financial bind. But then I, what I think it means is that he didn't get the money from the other owners, which is different. So, Well, it, is that it or did this guy go buy a bunch of lottery tickets? No, I don't think so. But the buy-ins from everybody else. I don't uh, think so. Couldn't win. <laughs> it's hard to win the lottery. It is. It's not easy. Uh, all right, Zach. So I think that you have to at least get your buy-in back. That's for sure. And as much as you can. And then, I don't know, some favors? Dinner? I don't know. But What, $600 worth of dinner? It's not worth uh, losing a friend. But get your money back. Get whatever you can. I think I think you come up with some sort of an arrangement, sit down over a beer, P.S. you're probably going to have to pay for the beer, and work out a plan to where you're satisfied with what you're getting in exchange for winning the league, and don't play in the league for money with him again. You could, as a punishment, make him watch the pinstripe bowl. I hate Jamie. I hate Jamie. <laughs> Did you find out? Uh, he was the 22nd wide receiver off the board. Oh, okay. So, huge, so He's basically been what he was Huge expecting. value. All right, one more regulators. Dear Brian, Rohan, Matt, and Cliff. That's Rohan. Rohan. You know what? I I forgot the way to pronounce it, and I even went back and watched highlights of his LSU games last week because we had another email that said Rohan, and I again forgot how to pronounce it. But these are Brady backups. Uh, uh. I run a 10-team league of college friends with differing amounts of interest among the managers. My good friend Greg beat me in our fantasy championship. Greg's squad was carried by Derrick Henry, blah, 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 blah. His win is particularly embarrassing for the league because he auto-drafted and made zero roster and lineup changes throughout the season, including starting inactive players on multiple occasions. He previously was active in the league in past years, but I'm not 100% sure he remembers joining the league this year. I renewed it in July, but I emailed the whole league about the draft in August multiple times, so Greg had notice on the league, of the league. Now that he's won it, the people in the league who care are a little miffed. There's a debate about whether Greg should get paid in the first place. Uh, oh, excuse sorry. There's a debate about whether Greg should get paid the first place amount, considering his inactivity, and that he never paid the buy-in. How should we treat this situation of an unintentional champion? Did everybody pay their buy-ins before the draft? It, I don't know. I mean, if everybody paid, he's the only one that didn't pay, and he never made any transactions and never made any communication, then you have to assume he didn't take part in the league. So don't don't pay him. If if the league, if the team that he drafted was the lineup that he set in week one, is the same lineup that he won in week uh, sixteen, then he obviously did not do anything to take part. He auto drafted. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So if 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 the if he has no participation. And you know maybe he gets a an email, whatever site he may play on, or what you know he cleans out his spam folder and he goes and checks and says, "Oh hey, I won." <laughs> then yeah, maybe you have some pay. conversation to have. Right. But if he if he has no indication that he even took part in the league, yeah, then no. Right. <laughs> like if he had paid to buy into the league and then didn't do anything else the rest of the way and won, you, you pay that man his money. I was that from uh, Rounders. Rounders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I kind of rushed it. It gets even worse. 
Um, I've it gets e- worse. I've emailed Greg on Monday to congratulate him, and I have not heard back. My is Greg pl- alive? Uh, my plan is to yeah. email Greg at an email I know he checks to see his Venmo account. If he doesn't reply within a week or two, I will have our treasurer pay second place the first place share and third place the second place share and, and so on. What if your fantasy league was won by a dead guy? <laughs> oh, that actually happened. Do you, do you give friend. the second place guy the win or you just give everybody your money back? No, you give it to the second place guy. Why? I think that's totally fair. Yeah. Or, or you look at the, let's say there was a semifinal for third and fourth place, right? Or there was a consolation game for third and fourth place. You give it to the team that scored the most fantasy points between the second place team and the third, fourth place. Or right? what I'd probably do is give the second place guy the money he was supposed to win, third, whatever, if he gets his money back, and the first place money either return it uh, evenly amongst the league members or use that to a party for next year. Or oh, okay. put it in the kitty for next year. And now you've got a bigger prize pool for 2019. And then dead Greg could come back and win it again. <laughs> or, or charge him double. But, uh, Daniel's in Boston. I don't know how far is that from Atlantic City. That's pretty far. There's right. casinos in Boston. All right, go to a casino. And there's put, one opening in June that's going to be pretty good. Put how do you know that? Put it all on black, and then then split the winnings. Atlanta's at Tampa Bay. Here we go. Stat of the game: No quarterback has scored more than 24 fantasy points against the Bucks in six point per passing touchdown leagues since Week Six. In their last four games, they've held Cam, Breeze, Lamar Jackson, and Dak to 16 to 19 fantasy points in six point per passing touchdown leagues. This was the matchup to end all matchups. And in the first game, it was a shootout, 34-29. Matt Ryan scored 33 fantasy points. How much do you like the number three quarterback in fantasy this week, Matt Ryan? He's number three for the season. How much do you like him this week? I like him a lot if Julio plays. Yeah, that matters more than the matchup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for pretty obvious reasons. Yeah, you can't you can't start him if Julio doesn't you, play. You right? really can't. And I I agree that this Tampa Bay pass defense has gotten better, but their run defense stinks. And I would think that Atlanta would try and take advantage of that with Tevin Coleman if he plays. But if he doesn't play, all they have left is Brian Hill. And I'm just one. I'm just spitballing here. I'm thinking that if the Falcons actually try to win the game, they're not going to lean on Brian Hill to bring home the bacon. They'll lean on Matt Ryan or Jeremy Langford. Jeremy Lagford. Now, Ryan only threw 26 pass attempts, uh, 26 passes last week, but this sort of reminds me of the Arizona game two weeks ago when Ryan had, I believe, the best game of any quarterback against Arizona all season, if not the best, then the second best. It was the best. It was the best. And, you know, what I had mentioned was that teams don't throw on the Cardinals because they run all over them. And that's what you should do against the Bucs. But Ryan did throw on the Cardinals. He threw 36 passes in that game. Uh, and that's just sort of their M.O. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, all right, so assuming Julio plays, Ryan is a top six quarterback for you guys. And if Julio doesn't play, would you drop him behind, like, Tom Brady? Um, He'll be outside of the top. Yeah, he'll be in 12. that range. All right. And then what are you doing with the Falcons running backs? Uh, if Coleman plays, I'd start him. If Coleman's out, I'd start Hill. No Jeremy Langford. No Jeremy Langford. But start him as like extremely great starts or what? Number two running back. Yeah. Where I mean I have Hill like round fifteen. That's where Colin would be. The formula is any running back against Tampa Bay that's going to get at least fifteen touches should be in a fantasy lineup. Okay. Unless that running back 
is me. <laughs> and then would you start any of the Falcons wide receivers, you know, in either scenario with or without Julio Jones? Uh, I mean, really still be where he is right now. Number three, sir. Same with Sanu and PPR. I'd, I might even feel a little bit better about Sanu. All right. Starter said Hooper. Start. If if Julio's out, you should absolutely start him. What if Julio's in? Then no. Yeah, I'd still start him. Okay. So be a terrible against tennis. Wait, just want to play it one last time. Hey, Hooper! Thank you. <laughs> uh, Jameis Winston um, or, or Matt Ryan. With Julio or without Julio? Without. Well, I think you know what to do with Julio. Yeah, without Julio. Uh, Jameis. I think I'd go Jameis. Would you start Jameis or the waiver wire guys, Foles, Allen, Jackson? Waiver wire guys. Yeah. Okie dokie. Peyton Barber, start or sit? Flex. Yeah, I mean, he's he's typically been pretty good in easy matchups. And uh, against Atlanta, he had a receiving touchdown, but he had 13 carries, 82 yards, and four catches, 24 yards, and a touchdown. Pretty good game for him. However, Atlanta has been better. I mean, they haven't been great against running backs by any stretch. Dave mentioned it on Tuesday. Three games in a row, they've given up 15 to 17 fantasy points in non-PPR to Aaron Jones, David Johnson, and Christian McCaffrey. But, you know, that's like a miracle compared to what they used to be giving up before Deion Jones returned from injury. Uh, so, Barber or um, or a Falcons running back? Falcons. Falcons running back. And by the way, if if the Bucks are in evaluation mode and they're talking about pulling Jameis Winston for Ryan Griffin, then they could just as easily pull Peyton Barber and put Ronald Jones in there. So they can see Ronald Jones crash into the backs of his offensive linemen ten times. What a train wreck, that's what. It really was disappointing. That was frustrating. <laughs> Peyton Barber. I love that guy. I love the opportunity. And he just, he uh, he melted down. Peyton Barber or Leonard Fournette? I have Barber a spot higher. Well, he had Fournette like 15. That moved him down. Uh, I'll still take Fournette. How about the Tampa Bay wide receivers with the possibility of Jameis Winston not finishing the game? Uh, what are we doing with Evans and, and Humphreys and Goblin? Starting Evans, starting Humphreys. Uh, Godwin's a number three with upside with Jackson up. Okay, I, I don't... Okay, starting Humphreys. Would you start Humphreys or Sterling Shepard? Humphreys and PPR. Uh, yes, Humphreys and PPR. Kind of like Shepard this week. Yeah, I like Humphreys a lot, though. Quite influenced by last week's game with Adam Humphreys, aren't we? Four games before that, he had 50... Uh, wait, I have that Five wrong. of his last eight games, he's been 14 or more PPR points. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's format-specific. Non-PPR, he's just he has a score. Okay, fine. Start Adam stinking Humphreys. Uh, Cameron Brait? How can you trust Cameron Brady? He has three straight games with fewer than 12 yards, or 12 or fewer yards. It's touchdown specific. You think he's going to score or you start him? I would say it's a good matchup. Good chance to score. Yeah, I'd put him as a low-end starter. Better in non-PPR than PPR. Of course. Didn't he have like Carolina a few weeks ago and he didn't do anything? Uh, Last week, right? Uh, No. 
Maybe. Last week was Carolina and North, Carolina Atlanta. Yeah. Well, Carol. Yeah. Well, Cameron Brates on Tampa Bay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> Hashtag week seventeen. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Brate had Carolina, New Orleans, and Baltimore in his last three games. That's two good matchups. And he's actually bad against Carolina and Baltimore, and he scored two touchdowns against New Orleans. His, his tough matchup, so go figure. Um, how do you feel about the Falcons' DST? They've had two huge games in a row against Arizona and Carolina with crappy quarterbacks. Uh, they're okay. You know, Jameis hasn't been turned the ball over very much, which is a good thing for him. But what will Ryan Griffin do if he's in there? Yeah. Okay, this game's done. Chicago at Minnesota. Is this the most interesting game this week for fantasy? No. For fantasy? Yeah. No. No? What is? What no. what game pops at you? Ooh, this is an interesting one. Oh, Cleveland. Well, I mean, Cleveland just in Baltimore, general, maybe? the Colts and Titans pops because there's so much on the line. I, did, I didn't say that, Dave. It's a fantasy show. Okay. You want to go on the fine. Pick 6 podcast? What about Chiefs Raiders for fantasy? Easy game. Easy game. Start your, your Chiefs. I don't know what the Bonanza is. I got to think about that. That should be it. I think you got tough calls to make with Dalvin Cook. Eh, there really aren't that many tough calls in this game. Although I, I've got a feeling about Kirk Cousins just because we haven't seen the Bears get tested without Jackson and Callahan in their secondary. Like, can't really look at what Nick Mullins did last week. So how about the running backs? What do you guys think about the running backs in this game? Uh, Cook is my favorite of the three, just by nature of how he's been playing and how much the team is relying on him. I think they're still going to try to get him going, even in this difficult matchup. I don't really love the other two. I, I'll, I'm okay with Tariq Cohen in PPR as a number two running back. But Jordan Howard, to me, is hands-off. Matchup's too tough. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a tough matchup at all, to be honest with you, because I think the Bears are going to start pulling guys. Um, really? Yeah, once they find out what the Rams score is, they're they're beat up. And if they're playing next week, why would you risk it? Well, they don't have that many players in the NFL. You know, you can't just bench the entire unit. No, but, I mean, you're going to bench your key key guys. You would take Mac off the field. You would take probably Danny Trevathan off the field because he's always beat up. Um, Akeem Hicks isn't at 100%. So you'd probably take him off the field. If you're Dalvin Cook running against a defense minus those three guys, you're going to have a great game. So how, are you guys pumped what, about... At what point in the game does that happen? And is if the game is so out of hand when that happens, is Cook even the one running? Are you pumped about Minnesota Dalvin Minnesota might say, hey, we need to start relaxing our starters too. All right, would you start Dalvin Cook or James Conner? Conner. Would you start Dalvin Cook or Brian Hill? Cook. Cook. Would you start Dalvin Cook or Robbie Anderson? I'll go I'll go cook. Both formats. Okay. And then, you know, Tariq Cohen just kind of scares me every week. He's just not quite involved enough. His catches, though, in his last five games are impressive. He only had one last week, but he had 7, 12, 4, and 5 the weeks before that. I don't think you want to start him in non-PPR, but I understand people starting Cohen in PPR. The Vikings actually had been really bad against pass-catching running backs. They appear to be getting better. Um... You know, James White crushed them for 7 for 92 recently, but Kamara, Riddick, Cohen, Jones, Drake, 36 or fewer yards, all somewhat recently. Uh, so maybe they're, maybe that's getting better for Minnesota. 
Would you start any of the Bears wide receivers? Would you start anyone in the Bears passing game? No. No. Okay. But Burton is a low end starter at tight end is as good as it gets, and even that's extremely risky. Yeah, not for me. And how do we feel about Kirk Cousins? Uh I like him. I I think he's thirteenth for me among quarterbacks. Uh he is fifteenth for Jamie and uh thirteenth for you and eighteenth for Heath. All wow, right. guy kicker news. Oh, what do we have? Chris Boswell on injured reserve. Really? Yep. Well, we also... Matt McCrane. We have more breaking news, everybody. It's week 17, and there will be no Bonanza what? this week. Get out oh, of here. no! <laughs> no, I just can't think of one right now. This is a really tough week. Uh, bum, 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 bum. Who? What? Bill's Dolphins. Be bold. Go with uh, Panther Saints. Gosh, this is really hard. I'm Bucks thinking. Falcons makes a lot of sense. I, I think Raiders Chiefs is the one. I can't do Bucks Falcons. What if Julio doesn't play? Well, I'm, I mean, then you have it out. I'm trying to use teams that I haven't used before. This is getting very difficult. All right, I'll keep thinking about it. Uh, Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, guys. Stefan Diggs. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did we just really get, like, mad that he didn't pick a bonanza (laughs) after 16 weeks of complaining about his bonanzas? Who complains about his bonanzas? Yeah, it's everybody's favorite segment. the whole thing already. He's been great with his bonanzas. Come on, Dave. Get on board. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so anywho. um, Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. Are they must-starts? How do you see this one playing out? Uh, their starts, uh, I, I think you just got to look at it. The Vikings want to run the ball as much as they possibly can. I think it's going to be hard for them to do that with the Bears starters playing. So right. I would expect there to be some good targets for Diggs. You're not there. getting the game Diggs had the last time. I don't think so, but I'd be happy with about half that game. I don't think you're going to have that game. That was a pretty big game. What, what 60 yards and a touchdown? He can get you that. You're not getting 18 targets. No. We can get nine. I don't even know if you get nine. Well, he hasn't gotten nine. Four straight games with uh, like six to eight targets or something like that for Stephon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where he's living. Yeah, so that's that's not good. So uh, would you start like Elijah McGuire or Stephon Diggs? Uh, Diggs. PPR Diggs. Who would you start, Diggs or Thielen? Diggs. Diggs. All right, would you start Brian Hill or Adam Thielen? Thielen, PPR... Uh, if Tevin Coleman's out, right, right now, Hill. Yeah, and let me say, Falcons starting running back or Adam Thielen. Yeah, what we just said. So yeah. Falcons. Yeah. Okay, Falcons starting Watching running back. Something on Twitter. Somebody from Pro Football Focus tweeted, uh, <laughs> "Derek Carr hasn't thrown interceptions since Week Eight, but they're showing all the throws that he <laughs> he threw like right at defenders that dropped interceptions." <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Huh? <laughs> really? Yes. He he he's, he said at least. Uh, I mean, I'm just kind of glancing at it, but it's at least five. <laughs> Wow, interesting. Like he's thrown right into the hands of defenders that they just dropped it. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're done with this game. Kyle Rudolph um, or Trey Burton? Or does it matter? Do we, would you start either of them? I would take Rudolph in PPR. Uh, <laughs> I might take Rudolph in non, too. But I, I, you're, I would you're take, swimming with... They're, they're both terrible. With, okay. Uh, how do I say this? Dumps. What's the craziest thing you've ever swam with? For me, it's Stingrays. 
Uh, stingrays, dolphins, my uncle Lou. <laughs> uh, that's about it. Okay, Jamie, have you ever swum with a uh, swam swam with no. stingrays or anything? That's fun. It's very no. fun. A little terrifying, but then it's fun. Uh, Detroit's at Green Bay. So oh, this could be the bonanza. I used Green Bay last week. I guess I'm going to have to stop with my Survivor Pool style. Yeah, it's week 17. Uh, plus, there's only one lion that's good, so I, I don't know. But uh, in nine games with Damon Harrison, the Lions have allowed double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR to seven running backs in nine games. 13 or more fantasy points in PPR to eight running backs. But Todd Gurley is the only back to have a huge game with Damon Harrison on the field. So does Jamal Williams have a good game, a great game, or what? Great game. Should be a great game. All right. Must start guy, Jamal Williams. Um, how about any Lions other than Galladay? Nope. I think Matthew Stafford could be a good daily sleeper. Okay. No, no Zach Center, the- I assume. He's like the 21st ranked quarterback. So who's getting a second touchdown or third touchdown from him? I don't know. Galladay. Have Galladay going for two. <laughs> Could be uh, Levine Toilolo. I don't have to predict that. Maybe he runs for one. Maybe Theo Riddick comes through for once in his life. You have no questions about Galladay, right? Must start. Must start. Packers defense is really beat up. They are not. Sam Darnold just looked like a pro bowler against them. Yeah. Uh, Rodgers is a top two quarterback. And Williams is a top seven quarterback in non-PPR, top four in PPR. Jamal or Damian? Jamal. I believe I have Jamal higher. I'm looking at a site that is Teddy Bridgewater at a higher price than Matthew Stafford this week. I would rather have Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> <laughs> An evil laugh. Uh, so how about, I know Devontae Adams is the man. Jamie's got a, a feeling about Marquez Valdez-Scantling this week. Yeah, the Lions stink. They and do. So, they uh, they are giving up the most passing yards per attempt in the NFL. Yeah, and I think with uh, now Randall Cobb returned to practice yesterday, so we'll see what his role is going to be. But I still think you look at um, ESB this week as being banged up with the concussion, so MVS <laughs> has a chance to be an MVP for your uh, FFT. FLOL. Good stuff. I'm sorry. Leave out Leonard. Leave out Leonard. I'm still... Uh... That was good. Jamie had a good line yesterday on the video show. I'm still thinking about the bonanza, by the way. Uh, what else we got? So Marquez Valdez Scantling. Okay, let's compare uh, MVS to maybe some some low end running backs. Peyton Barber or MVS? Barber safer. I'll take MVS and PPR. Okay, Darren Sproles or MVS? I'll take Sproles. Uh, I'll take Valdez Scantling. All right, uh, I think we're done here. Jimmy Graham, no. Or Jimmy Graham, yes, you tell me. Uh, see Trey Burton and Carter. Right. He's in the pool with those guys. Would you guys start like CJ Uzama over all those guys? In yes. PPR, I would. How about Gerald Everett? Uh, in no. PPR, I think I would too. Okay. It's funny because you, you, you guys have Kyle Rudolph 12th, Trey Burton 14th, 13th. So it's like they're so bad, but they're tight ends. Yeah, I have to move Graham up. I'd rather start Graham over those two. Okay. But. Um. Yeah, Gerald Everett, his last two games, as well as he's played, he's maxed out at nine PPR points. That's not bad for a tight end. No, that's not great. All right, we'll come back, talk about San Francisco and the Rams right after this. 
The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. So, funny thing about San Francisco and the Rams. I was the, you know, considering it. The Bonanza. There we go. Bum, 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 bum. Here is your stat of the game. There have been nine running backs with 15 or more carries against the Rams and only two of against the Niners. Only two of them have rushed more than 70 yards. Would you believe that? They were Melvin Gordon and Chris Carson. Five of the nine scored a rushing touchdown. So it's a step up in competition for C.J. Anderson after that layup last week. But this is the bonanza. So uh, how confident are you in C.J. Anderson? Highly. Uh, uh, working under the assumption that Gurley doesn't play, of course. Right. Because yeah. if Gurley plays in... No, of course. CJ might only get one touchdown in garbage time. But uh, he should have another really outstanding game. That system is good. The matchup is good. Running backs are scoring touchdowns on the Niners on a weekly clip. Sure. I, I think everybody's bought into CJ Anderson at this point. I'm trying to think, like, do you think that Todd Gurley playing is better or worse for Jared Goff? Better. Of course it's better. Because he's yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, because he's better in the passing game. But I think the argument you can make is, well, they'll run the ball so much better with Gurley. Yada, yada, yada. Um, anyway, let's talk about the Rams. Jared Goff. Uh, do Jared Goff and Brandon Cooks bounce back? Everybody's going to start Robert Woods, but do Goff and Cooks get it going this week? Yes. I feel better about Goff than I do Cooks. Who would Goff you... makes me nervous, but there are, there are tendencies that I see in the matchup that give me some optimism. I wrote about him in the start, sit, sleepers, rest. You can read it on the site. Quick, not going to get into quick it summary, now. Quick summary? Quick summary is he's going to line up against a crappy cornerback most of the time, and that will help him if Jared Goff is so inclined to throw at him. Right. Yeah, so... Uh, was like, Okay, so start Anderson, start Woods, start Cooks. How about Josh Reynolds? Is he a sleeper? How would he compare to Marquez Valdez-Scantling? MBS is better, and um, they're both flex-type receivers. Would you start the waiver-wire quarterbacks or Goff? Goff. Goff. I think he goes big. And then nah, I got Foles higher. I'll, I'll take Foles. Okay, but then you take Goff over Jackson and Allen. And Allen, yeah. yeah all right. Goff is better than all those guys. Sit Nick Mullins. What do we think about Jeff Wilson this week? Uh, good number two running back. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I mentioned this on the Tuesday waiver wire show. It's it, the concern here is that if the Rams blow out the Niners, no running back is more than thirteen carries or thirteen PPR fantasy points in the four like big blowout wins for the Rams this week, and that includes a thirty nine ten win at San Francisco in week seven. I said this week, I meant this year. Four blowout wins for the Rams. So that's my concern for Wilson. But if he gets the touches, you know, hopefully he'll be involved in the passing game. He should be solid. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, do you consider him a sleeper? Absolutely. He's a DFS sleeper. Right. Okay, cool. And start George Kittle. He's good. 
Yes. Finally, a tight end that's not swimming in the the poo-poo pool. <laughs> Philadelphia is at Washington. The poo-poo pool with Uncle Lou. Why do you think it's the poo-poo pool? You're kidding me. Your Uncle Lou pooped in the pool? I We're not talking about it. Nick Foles. Why do you think Heath has Nick Foles 19th? Heath? Yes. <laughs> Why do you have Nick uh, Foles know. 19th? He's entirely entitled to his opinion. I'm going to text Heath, see if he says anything. Maybe he thinks that this is a game where the Eagles are just going to run and keep it simple and Foles doesn't score. You know, <laughs> two games ago, Foles Carson didn't have Wentz. any touchdowns. I think he thought he was ranking Carson Wentz instead. <laughs> do, do you think uh, I need to say, like, Merry Christmas? Or can I just say, hey, Heath, why do you have... I'm just say, hey, Heath, why do you have Nick Foles 19th? Um... You guys like Nick Foles quite a bit, though. Why don't you just call him? I can't do that. Why? You just texted him on a phone. But I can't call. I won't get the number. I won't get the call on the air. That's okay. I'll call him for you. No, stop, stop. Go ahead, Jamie. Let's talk about this game. I don't. We're gonna have his number. You talk. (sighs) Please don't. (sighs) So uh, yeah, Dave, tell me about Nick Foles and why he's going to be good this week. He was great last week for obvious reasons, and people know why. I think the matchup is going to be great. Philadelphia needs to win. And I, I think they're totally content with letting Nick Foles kind of run the offense. They're also getting Mike Wallace back. So they're adding an additional That's dimension to their game. What's that? That's if he's active. If he's active. I think he'll be active. Why would they activate him if he wasn't going to be active? That would be weird. But the same thing why the Texans activated Deontay Foreman, but then play him right away. That's true. Is that his answering machine, Jamie? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, great. Hunch. Quiet hunch. Heath, run the air. Get this message in the next, I don't know, <laughs> minute or so. Call us back. <laughs> we want to know why you have Nick Foles so low. Well, actually, Adam wants to know. I don't really care. Bye. <laughs> Which uh, Eagles running back do you like in this game in both formats? Adam's a non-PPR, Sproles in PPR. Yep, that's the safe way. Adams had, I think, 84 yards in the first meeting. Uh, will he get the work? Will he get more than 15 carries? Uh, yes. I don't know about more than 15 carries, That's but I think number. he'll be right around there. Would you start Peterson or Josh Adams? Peterson. Peterson. Uh, I'd start Adams. This is Adrian Peterson. You'd start Adams over Peterson? Okay. Yeah. yeah, Peterson, great game last week. He's had a lot of really bad games. He had a great run against the Eagles the last time these two teams met. A 90-yard touchdown run, and he finished with under 100 yards rushing. He had nine <laughs> carries in the game. His other eight carries went for eight yards. How confident are you in Alshon Jeffrey? It looks like Josh Norman's been playing kind of well lately. Um, Evans, Hopkins, Jeffrey himself, Sterling Shepard, all fewer than Corey Davis, all 55, six yards or fewer in recent weeks. I'm going with him. Yeah. Safe number two. All right, start Zertz. Would you start Adrian Peterson or Tyler Lockett? Lockett. Lockett is more fun. Adrian Peterson, give you one more wide receiver here, or D.D. Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah, I'm not starting Peterson. Arizona's at Seattle. Here's a replay of stat of the game from last week. Arizona has allowed double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR to multiple wide receivers in the same game. 
only once all season. I said that last week before the Rams game, and it held true. They got beat up by Robert Woods, and that was it. And, you know, maybe that makes you a little nervous about Tyler Lockett or Doug Baldwin. I mean, I think we all like Baldwin better. Um, so, yeah, like, is Lockett a safe start against a team that doesn't give up a lot of points to wide receivers? Yeah, I'm still starting Lockett. I, it's the big play potential. But, You've got, yeah. I'd factor that in. And, Arizona's one of those teams that if you throw on them, you can have success. Right, just nobody does. So... That brings us to the running backs in this game. <clears throat> Who's your favorite running back in this Seattle-Arizona game? Carson. Yes. <laughs> and you're not concerned about them removing him from the game? Not after he has a good start. Okay, do you feel confident in David Johnson this week? As a number two running back, yes. Do you rank David Johnson ahead of the Falcons, guys? No. I believe I do. Would you rather start Christian McCaffrey or David Johnson as of right now? Johnson. Jamie. I have Johnson as the top 15 running back. Jamie, Not where do you have – are you lower on Johnson? No, he's, uh, I think, maybe 13 in non-PPR, top 10 in PPR. He'll still get his catches. And you prefer Coleman to him? Not me. I thought you – oh, maybe I heard that wrong. No, Dave said he does. I didn't say I prefer Coleman to Johnson. You said you prefer the Falcons, guys. No, I said I don't think I do. I thought Jamie said you, he did. Uh, whatever. Do you prefer no. the Falcons guys or David Johnson? Let's do it again. Johnson. I prefer David Johnson. Okay, David Johnson it is. And um, we love Doug Baldwin now now and forever? Yeah, must start. I don't know if I'm going to commit to forever. But now, yes. How about Larry Fitz? No. Uh, number three receiver. How about Trent Sherfield? Number four receiver. Not buying it. Uh, well, what is it? Three straight games with uh, 10 to 12 PPR points. Yeah, so that might work out on in daily. You, you'll get good value for him in daily. But he's got to continue to do that. How much do you like Russell, I, I, Russell I think, Wilson? I think Arizona is clearly going to play out the string. And only their very best player is the one that fantasy owners can count on. Uh, how much do you like Russell Wilson? He's 12th for me at quarterback. Yeah, I just worry about them pulling him. I think he'll put up good numbers, but I don't know if he'll do it in four quarters. I don't think they'll be bombastic numbers. If Julio Jones were to sit, would you start Ryan or Wilson? Wilson. Wilson over Ryan. And Dave and Jamie both have the Seahawks DST number one. Can you guys call Heath and ask him why he has the Seahawks sure, DST eighth? <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next game is Carolina at New Orleans, and this is my one question in this game. Are you starting anyone in Carolina, New Orleans? Not if I can help it. Dwayne Washington. Saints DST. Yeah, what would you do if, with Dwayne Washington? Let's say we, we know Kamara and I think, I think he's a daily play. He's the I don't think he's a daily Bottom play. barrel price. He's not going to have to do that much in order to return value, and I think he'll get a lot of work. Okay, would you start Dwayne Washington or Josh Adams? Adams. <laughs> uh, Detroit, uh, Dallas at the Giants, our last game. Jeez. Adam wants to know why you don't have the Seahawks DST rank number one. Calls back. Bye. Our last game, unless you want to say more about uh, Dwayne Washington. I mean, he's a star. Okay, He's a player with an opportunity in a football game. And if you're 
really looking for another guy, Cameron Artis Payne. I'll, I'll pass. Uh, so Christian Can't McCaffrey, imagine, like, pass on him. We talked about McCaffrey pretty much at the top of the show. You can take a listen to that. Uh, hopefully, we get more information. Dallas at the Giants. At the end of the show, more so than the beginning of the show. Yeah, I'm not going to listen to the first five minutes so, of the podcast, but I'll get into it at the. So what we mark. do is timestamp the episode. Yeah, but right? I mean, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not joking. Oh, of like, course, no. Of course, people listen to uh, the beginning more. But I'm just thinking, if anybody is looking at the timestamp and saying, "Oh, I'm going to skip ahead to the Carolina New Orleans game," and maybe they miss the McCaffrey gotcha. bit, I t- I'll let them know. I wasn't being. I wasn't making. No, it. no, yes, yeah, legit question. All right, now with the game that everybody's been waiting for, Dallas at the Giants. Start all Giants. No, because you don't expect Beckham to play. Uh, so you're not going to start Eli Manning. But He's not a bad play, though, in daily. Yeah, I could see the Giants, unfortunately, winning and kind of doing what they want if the Cowboys aren't playing their guys. And Saquon isn't a bad start. <laughs> no, he's not a bad start. It's a, I'm, I'm looking at a site where he's the fifth hot, most expensive running back. Well, three I, of the guys ahead of him might not even play. I mean, if the Cowboys were playing everybody, you look at what Barkley's done the last two weeks. It's been a real struggle for him. So he doesn't have, you know, he probably wouldn't have the tremendous upside that he usually does. But they're probably if not. Dallas gonna, is resting their guys. Yeah, exactly. They don't care about the game. Right. Right. Yeah, Barkley should go off. Um, who's your rookie of the year, Adam? I, I'd have to give it to Barkley. When, when am I being biased? Yeah, it's Baker Mayfield. Interesting. I think Barkley's definitely going to win it. I think Baker Mayfield's going to win it, maybe unanimously. Really? I haven't given it much thought. I mean, he's he's taking the Browns from winless to eight wins potentially. Just they have an offense. How does rookie of the year work? They have offensive and defensive. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I think it's Barkley. I think he's going to win it. I think he's been exceptional at his position, whereas Baker Mayfield hasn't. Baker Mayfield's had a great rookie year, but he has not been exceptional exceptional at his position. Uh, I mean, what he's done for the Browns is significantly better than what Barkley's done for the. I, I think you've got a case. I think you've got. Oh, a you have a case. case. Absolutely, the wrong case. Bar- Barkley's <laughs> improved the Giants by two wins. Uh, I, you know, so I mean, I, he's been better. He's been he's been elite at his position. May, Mayfield hasn't. Do you think it would help Saquon's case if he totaled two thousand yards? Of no. course, but uh, yeah, he's he's been a, a here. big game in week seventeen. We get him to two thousand total yards. Call Heath. Ask him who he'd right, take. <laughs> If if Baker wins this game and he gets eight wins, plus it, I think he's uh, two touchdowns away from the rookie record, right? He is for the Browns. Oh, for the Browns. Yeah. Oh, come on. Uh, so if Baker wins this game, beats Baltimore, that would be that would definitely help his case. That's true. He'd be eight, seven, and one, a winning record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's not forget the Browns like added a lot of pieces this offseason. They were supposed to be better. Yeah, but this was the biggest piece that they added. I agree. Let's read uh, some emails. Uh, just tell me real quick about uh, Evan Ingram's a must start. If Beckham doesn't play, he's great. And Sterling Shepard is what? He's good enough to be a low-end number two receiver, but I'd feel better using him as okay, a Okay, I, I have a question. What's worse? Stephen A. Smith talking about <laughs> Hunter Henry and um, De- uh, Derek, Derek Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. In previewing Chargers 
and Chiefs uh-huh. or the Steelers defense coordinator saying this week that he's concerned about Tyler Eifert? No. Oh, boy. That's worse. Yeah. That's worse. Or my friend making me Venmo him $5 for the water he bought me yesterday at the game. So this is this is according to SteelersDepot.com. Keith Butler was asked about Tyler Eifert, and he said, or maybe, I don't know what the question was. I shouldn't say he was asked about Tyler Eifert, but he said, this is according to the, the website. I think he's very good, Butler said on Eifert. He's up there. He can get deep on you. He does a good job of catching the ball downfield, so he's going to be a problem for us to cover. Okay, that is very important to know what the question was. Okay, so here's the follow-up to the quote. Say, to be, to be coach, fair, can you say something stupid? No. To be fair, Butler was asked about Eifert. He didn't right. bring him up on his own, but he's going to be a problem for us to cover? You, that is a coach saying something generic about a player. Like, that is the most generic quote. He could have said that about anyone at, at any position, basically. I am okay with it. Keith Butler, I'm giving you a pass. Stephen A. Smith But he was asked about Eifert. Okay, because he, 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 the, the reporter probably confused. What's he going to say? Eifert, you know, like, the reporter probably just threw him off, just confused him. That's the reporter's fault. Who the hell asked about Tyler Eifert? What an idiot. It could have been on a conference call, and they're asking just a generic question about Tyler Eifert. Oh, come on. Say, yeah. He's a problem for us to cover. <laughs> That's a generic quote. Like, he could have said, when he plays, he's a problem for us right. to cover. He's been a problem for us. <laughs> I've given it to Stephen A. Smith. What an absolute <laughs> exposure. That was. Um, I'm sorry. Should I call Heath and ask him what he thinks? Yeah, call, call yes, him. please. I'm, I, I want to know. <laughs> uh, wow, we are week 17ing at our best right now. Let's read some it's emails. It's what, an hour difference in where he is in Missouri? Yeah. So it's he's not like we're waking him up. No, he's up. Uh, Dozier from Boston. My wide receivers are weak. Do you like any of these as a flex or a wide receiver three? Tate, Crabtree, Godwin, Gallup, Tim Patrick. Godwin might not be so bad. I guess Godwin would be the best of the group. Maybe Patrick also, just based on what he's done. <clears throat> wow. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what happened? He sneezed everywhere. <laughs> no, I kept it in. <laughs> uh, from curse too. No. From the th- but can you guys react to the fact that my friend made me buy a water? He, I was like, hey, can you get me a water? I'll pay you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about your sneeze. And then he did it. He, I didn't have any small bills. I only had a 20. And so I had to Venmo him for a freaking bottle of water at the game yesterday. What's his name? Call him out on the air. (laughs) No. Well, I mean, he obviously knows. He doesn't know that I'm like... Is this the same friend that didn't give you a gift for your wedding? No, he he gave me a gift. Is this... uh, What Uh, what game was that? It was at the stupid game yesterday. Like, What do you want me to say? I can't believe you stayed till the fourth quarter of that game. Look, man, you don't get to watch your team for another nine months. You cherish every moment of it. I was, I was poking my eyeballs out by the end of the first quarter. At least you had heat. At least you were Did indoors. You every moment of that? No, it was awful. It was a really awful experience. It was, I'm embarrassed to be from the University of Miami. It, Are you going to raise so your bad. son to be a Canes fan? Of course, uh, the dumbest question. Yes, of course. Why? Well, I, I don't know, JB. You know me. You I'm a lawyer. haven't root for UCF? <laughs> no. <laughs> he wants his son to have the same exact misery as he has. All right, from Matthias. Are you happy with Mark Richt? PPR. I want to know if Heath is happy with Mark. <laughs> oh, Could you call him up, please? Lamar Miller, Marlon Mack, or Robbie Anderson? PPR. Uh, Marlon Mack. I'll go Mack. From Jack. D'Angelo, Spencer Ware. D'Angelo? Uh, Damian. Damian Williams, Spencer Ware, or Darren Sproles? Sit one. 
He wrote D. Williams, didn't he? He did write D. Williams. I'm sitting where? And D'Angelo. <laughs> D'Angelo. <laughs> from Tim. Dear Michael I Jim. Bet, I bet the Steelers could put D'Angelo Williams back there yeah, and go for probably. 100 and touch them right now. Or I bet the Steelers defensive coordinator is preparing for D'Angelo Williams. That might be true. In uh, practice? From, ben Jarvis Green Ellis. From Tim. Dear Michael, Jim, Dwight, and Andy. I'm in my second week of the championship. Uh, Non-PPR. Pick three to start. Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, C.J. Anderson, David Johnson, Jalen Samuels. Chubb, Anderson, and Johnson. Yeah. Chubb, Anderson, Johnson. Start Chubb, Anderson, and Johnson. And from Adam, half PPR. Bench one of these guys. Zeke, McGuire, Carson, Anderson, Anderson, CJ and Robbie, Evans and Juju. Zeke. Bench one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a what a gut punch. So that is the last piece of advice we're giving for this season. Sit Zeke. What a year. It's speakerphone, Jim. I can't hear him. There we go. You're calling him again? Yeah. Okay. So that's going. I just want to, just real quick, last thing. We're out of here, everybody. Thank you so much for listening all season long. It has been an absolute pleasure to be hosting this show for the 10th year. And, uh... <laughs> and, uh... Keith, we just wanted you to be on for the end of the show. This is Adam's last show. Bye, Heath. Season, and we just want to say that uh, we miss you. We hope you're having a great trip. And gotta go. Bye. For Dave, Jamie, and Heath, I'm Adam. They'll be back with two episodes next week. See ya. Monday. Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Dave? Uh, I'm not going to be here. Na, 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 na.